0: You are hearing more and more about NFTs these days, and we have some questions about them. Number one, what exactly is an NFT? For this conversation, we caught up with Dr. Bora Ozkin. He is an associate professor of finance at Temple University's Fox School of Business, also serves as academic director for the school's online MBA and BBA programs. This is interesting stuff. Give a listen. So to start... What does NFT stand for and what are they?
1: They stand for non-fungible tokens. It is basically a, a smart contract or a file we can say live on a blockchain. Blockchain is a whole different topic, I guess, we can have. But um, we're, I guess, a little bit more familiar with blockchain now, cryptocurrencies. that The technology behind Bitcoin is the blockchain. So NFTs are technically files that live on that technology.
0: Why are they becoming so popular? Why are they a thing?
1: Well, there are so many use cases. As the blockchain technology started with the hype of Bitcoin became so widely accepted and used, people started to realize, hey, we can take this technology and use it in so many different areas. The, the utility that you can get, that the, the temper proof usage of that became available, mostly in media and arts, NFTs, how it started. Typically, you hear about those crypto kitties or those you know files that you see that became so popular, I guess, a little bit more last year uh, through Twitter, but it's actually what made it so unique is I, I typically refer to this as the old baseball cards, right? It's collectible items. So the world changed, we don't necessarily operate on tangible items, a lot more our economy is intangible, living on the internet. So it was a matter of time when we start valuing digital assets in a digital, in a new economy. So NFTs are basically a response to valuing digital assets in a digital world. A lot of artists realized that, well, we can actually create content Data, whether this is a, a music for a recording artist, or if you think about it in social media, things, the pictures you post, right? It becomes widely available on the internet and you create that content, either write a post or post a picture that you took and it became widely available on Twitter or Facebook and you know the, the social media companies actually uh, take advantage of that and use your, what you created freely and it's available everywhere. Uh, what this technology makes it available is that you, there's actually a record of the ownership of your file. For recording artists, this creates an idea that, that the fact that how can you collect those royalties, right? So it suddenly became so much more available. So if we can track on the internet whenever a song is played to collect the, the royalties from that recording, that's such a profitable way of collecting the, the fruits of your work. Right, and and it is also becoming more and more as the, the technology develops becomes more as cheaper, so to speak, to create. It's becoming more widely available.
0: So I want I'm going to give you a scenario, and I want you to uh, to explain it to me because most of the things I've seen with NFTs have dealt with digital art. You know, be it a, mm-hmm. a JPEG or maybe you know a GIF or or something like that. You talked about posting it uh, connected to memes and things like that. Mm-hmm. I draw a picture on mm-hmm. my computer. I develop a picture on my computer, and I want to offer it as an NFT. How does that work? I have made a picture on my computer. Kind of take me from there to to how this all works.
1: So there are apps that you can create that that becomes relatively cheaper. I believe maybe around hundred dollars or so for each item. So you can create. A code. Basically, what you're doing is a computer code that becomes uh, in Ethereum background. I don't know if you heard about this. It's also a crypto Ethereum. It's on the Ethereum network. You create this smart contract that stamps the time and when you create it and and your identity. So that suddenly becomes available, that JPEG. So uh, what it does not do is it is not going to be unique. So basically you create this, that JPEG, it's like almost like the uh, picture, every time you print and copies and you hand out to everybody, but behind it, your information is there. So it is freely available and it circulates on the internet, but you can track back to the initial who created that. So it is almost like owning a copy of Mona Lisa that is freely available to everybody in the whole world that whenever you want, it's not at, at the Louvre Museum, let's say it's in Times Square, right? You can walk and you can see it and then you get a copy of it when you leave. So it's almost like that. And, and the value comes from whatever the next buyer is interested in paying the money for. So that's what the value comes from.
0: So the, the money I would make from said NFT, would be if somebody wanted to buy Buy. basically the rights of that for me. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. I mean, the value is actually, if you think about this, it's an age-old philosophical question. What is the value of anything you own, right? The utility you have is the value. And the other idea may be whenever I sell this item, whatever I can sell it for makes the value of it. So the value to NFTs is simply, um, it's widely available and it's just whatever you want to, the utility you get from ownership of that, the, maybe the feeling of owning the initial artwork of an artist uh, that you put a value to it, as well as you would think that I, if I want to sell this feeling of this pride to the next person, how much would they value to it? So that basically what determines the value.
0: And you mentioned blockchain technology. Basically, the the original record is located in the blockchain. Is that correct? That is that's correct. Ki- that's <laughs> kind of like the origin of all the information. That that's ha- what, what can't be duplicated. It automatically would come back to, to me. Or if I sell that NFT to someone else, it would come back to them. But there would be a digital record of the creation and transactions. Am I phrasing that correctly?
1: That is correct, and it says ethereum actually, the blockchain, which is just referred to distributed ledger technology, uh, but it's typically nFTs are created in ethereum, which is a lot easier to process and and, and, and manage
0: This seems like a lot like the general idea I think is, is seems very simple you know instead of painting a picture on a canvas i'm developing it online. It, it, it's the same thing. Is there regulation to this from a, a government or an overseer standpoint, or is it all based on the idea that the, the blockchain is kind of the regulation and it's, it's kind of the, the holy grail of this whole thing that, that has all the records in it?
1: Well, actually, it's, this is an interesting topic because there's no regulation to start with. Uh, the idea that people are putting so much interest in this is because there's no regulation, because it's on blockchain, distributed ledger, there's not a central authority to d- determine. So this is one of the reasons we, I also believe in the near future, blockchain would work the technology itself, not the currency. I'm not giving any financial advice, but the the technology being cryptocurrencies, the blockchain distributed ledger would be like uh, impact businesses how internet impacted. Internet is so valuable to us because actually one of the reasons maybe is because there's not a single authority to determine or decide what we can or we cannot do on the internet. Uh, so the, this is the same idea. Uh, blockchain is not centralized. NFTs are not governed by a single authority. But of, of course the question comes with it, it makes it open to fraud. Right. And, and that is the dilemma people are going to face. Are they going to put this value because it's on distributed ledger, not a single authority? Or would they prefer to have some sort of central authority that also helps and prevents fraud? And I'm pretty sure one way or another uh, in the United States, the government is going to intervene and somehow regulate this. Uh, how it became in, if you think about 2008 crisis with these, the exotic financial products were not really regulated and then it became a lot more, you know, the government intervene before it, uh, well, after it's a little bit too late. But so um, I think something will like that will probably going to happen uh, because people really do not understand what they're getting into. If it becomes a financial instrument, of course, there's a government outreach, but because it's not necessarily being used, especially NFTs as financial uh, products, it can still be regulated in the end, Uh, just like auctions, what you can do, artwork, how the auctions are regulated. Um, You can think about that in the future, the digital formal auctions, uh, there can be some sort of regulation. It is definitely government is behind. They are looking into this. I'm pretty sure, Uh, but there's no formal regulation yet, but I expect something to happen soon.
0: So I'm curious, if I was interested in buying an NFT and I wanted to do my due diligence, how do you dig into blockchain to find out who owns and when piece of art X was created?
1: So you can look into those, those apps, actually, if you're you know, having those the wallets or there are specific apps you can look into, look at the value behind it as well as collect it, just like Twitcher, something like that. Or more commonly is surprisingly the, the games, right? The, the game companies or the, the games are using NFTs for their tokens, They're creating almost like royalties or tokens. So you can see those as they trade through that. Uh, But everything is done electronically, right? Digital. So you can see the rights because it's a code. It's out there in the universe. So you can actually see that.
0: When we talk about NFTs and you've mentioned cryptocurrency, it seems to me that there is kind of an alternate universe being created when it comes to, you know, cryptocurrency instead of money, NFTs instead of art or collectibles. But I guess, is that the goal for some people to create a whole kind of digital universe to maybe replace the the tangible one?
1: Well, it's no secret, I guess. Facebook, by changing their official name to Meta, referring to Metaverse, right? They are actually working on it. Uh, I believe... The the Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, they're all working some sort of, you know, variation of this. But it is, um, I, I see that quite possible, not necessarily in a scientific movie kind of way, but we do have a lot of digital assets. The world became a lot more digital. I guess COVID pushed us to do a lot more digital things as well, right? We're doing electronic payments to Zoom meetings and everything is becoming more and more digital. Our lives will have a, a replicate. And I heard so many things about uh, the, in the metaverse. People started already collecting royalties and money from that and making money off of it, creating virtual lands or cities and neighborhoods and selling land on the virtual world, right? So. I do see there are people who are going to probably try to take advantage of that. But I do also see a possibility that a metaverse where we, in a digital world, not just have our workplace in a Zoom or other meeting, meetings we get into, as we integrate more virtual reality, augmented reality, you will get to travel a lot more easily on the streets of Paris, possibly using your VR. And with your AR, you can go do some workshop hands-on workshop with somebody who is in Beijing, possibly. Um, And of course, all of these things create a backbone, a technology to run it. So I see possibly blockchain can be this technology, not just necessarily to run, but also to record our transactions and approve all uh, that transaction that happened without needing a third party. So all of these things, I think, are definitely connected to each other. And there is a future where we uh, are going to have a lot more digital presence. And our digital, well, we're already there, right? We have a digital presence, but we can actually uh, more effectively use our digital presence and understand everybody without possibly, hopefully, eliminating the fraud and scam.
0: To, to your point about a fraud or your mention of, of fraud, it would seem to me like I, I've worked really hard to, try to understand this and to to follow it. Um, I don't even as well as you've explained this. I still feel like an infant when it comes to understanding what what is going on here. And it would seem to me this is an area that you if you are unfamiliar, but you're interested, you really should tread lightly to start with, because it would seem to me it would be very easy to be taken advantage of, to be told something is what it isn't. If you don't understand how to look into the origins of the of the NFT that you want to buy, uh, or you're told something is worth something, it's like you, you really have to do your homework and understand the the what you're getting into now.
1: Well, that's for sure, right? If you're considering this as an investment tool, First of all, I would advise you to find a licensed advisor before trusting somebody, a random person on Facebook that posts something about- uh, That could go for a lot of
0: things, things wouldn't it? <laughs> right, right,
1: right. So that applies to the same thing. I mean, it is, in, in crypto, it's just like investment. I I do think- There is definitely worth looking into, uh, but just like how you would invest in options or futures contracts or investing in would you buy a stock uh, or not or, or ETF, it's just all, they can be complicated things. Let the professionals do that. Don't try to go after quick money, my advice would be, don't try to make a lot of money without doing your homework. And if you want to play around with that, and if you think there's a future, it's not as significant of your wealth and investment, that's play around to learn. That's perfect fine. But don't invest a significant amount of your t- time and money into these things, I would, I would recommend. And also look into the trustworthiness of the platform you are using. Um, make sure that they are trustworthy. Is there a governance or somebody regulating it, them? Maybe important. If something is too good to be true, chances are it is.
0: That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.